The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to Brutal Nation. The podcast series is dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I am, of course, your illustrious host, the great the powerful Oz. No, it's just me, Scott. And across from me is the one and the only, the one who doesn't even want me to give her mom a pair of cat ears and a tail. No. Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you know, why do you always get the illustrious, the one and only, the blah, 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 Scott? Because and nobody had Tammy. Because nobody had to shoot me. While I was in a forest and saved me from the Smithsonian Institute. That's the, mo- that's the biggest reason. Hmm. Is that it? Hmm. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Pretty sure that they're going to be featuring Tammy on this show. No. No. <laughs> no. I'll get away with it. <laughs> so what are our Thursdays? Thought-provoking. That's right. And today I'm going to feature a serial killer that's actually from the Pacific Northwest and was housed in Oregon. That I didn't even know of until <coughs> just the other day. Uh, me neither. So my buddy Craig sends me, and shout out to Craig Kobe. Um, so he's talking to his housemate. And his housemate said, hey, I'd worked with this guy by the name of Sebastian Shaw. Right. Check him out. So I said, okay, I will. And sure as shit, he came up. And Sebastian died just a couple of months ago. A couple of weeks ago. Oh, it was October a couple of weeks? 4th. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was that, it was that yeah. soon, huh? God dang. Yeah, a couple I weeks ago. Guess we can't interview him, huh? Guess not. All right, boys and girls, let's talk about Mr. Sebastian Shaw. I wish that he had an alias, like an AKA the... You know, a lot the, of our Thursdays don't, though. Have you noticed that? I never did notice that yeah. until you mentioned it. You're right. No. We should give him a name. We should give them all a name. Not sugar tits of the year, but a name. Oh, I was going to say uh, broke back bitch or sugar tits. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Shaw was born in South Vietnam on November 28th of 1967. Two years before the summer of love and two years before my favorite year, 69. Yeah. Hey, done. <laughs> I just love I, I do this shit because I love seeing the looks on your face because it actually brings me great joy to see well, you that disgusted. See, that's why um a lot of times people don't like to text me because I have a lot of different facial expressions that do not hide what I'm thinking. You know, it's really weird. There were, uh, back in the 80s there was a uh, couple of movies called Faces of Death. I want to remake that, but I want to call it Faces of Tammy or Faces of Squatch. Either one will work. It's my ass. It would be wonderful. Yeah, I can't hide what I'm feeling. I can't. The disgust, none of it. And I can't stop this feeling anymore. <laughs> okay, so since I'm sitting here in my nipple tassels and a thong. I fucking hate you. You're welcome. All right, back to the story. My so, brain doesn't have a delete button, asshole. So, of course, being in South Vietnam, his, his, his birth name wasn't Sebastian Shaw. No, it was not. Go figure, because... Really? Well, because... When South I, Vietnam, no Sebastian, no <laughs> Shaw? When I first started reading that, I'm like, 
Who the fuck who's born in South Vietnam or anywhere in in an Asian country has this white of a name? <laughs> I'm sure that it's possible. Just saying the probability <laughs> not not very high. Not oh very god. high. Oh my god. Oh shit. That's a name that's so white and I am very white. That is so white it makes me look like I have a tan. That's how it makes me look. I so want to say something right now. I'm not going to. Actually, actually, before we go on with the rest of it, I got something from just on Friday. So um, I go and I, I pick up Dawn and, and, and she's over at the house. She's going to help me, uh, you know, like change the sheets and things like that. And she looks at me and she goes, hey, what's with the stain underneath your pillowcase? And I'm confused. Well, what are you talking about? Stain? I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, it's a white stain. And I remembered I put my pit stick on as soon as I get out of the shower at night, right? Oh, okay. I, so my response, of course, was, see, I'm so white. It's rubbing off on my sheets and it stains them. <laughs> That's how white I am. Okay. Super white. It's like a superpower. Yeah. So Eddie his birth name was... Pronounce it. I dare you. Oh, I, I had it. Did it. I had it and I lost it. Chow Kwong Ho. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah. It's got to be It's got to be some Chow name because it's C-H-A-U, so it should be Chow. Chow, Chow Kwong Ho. Okay. Ha-ha. Didn't think I could do it, huh? Did not. You remember, I do speak like seven languages. That doesn't mean you know how to speak. Asian. I cannot speak Vietnamese, but <laughs> you do speak cha- uh, Japanese, though, don't you? Yeah, speak Japanese, Mandarin, and Thai, um, among just some of the Asianic languages. Eventually, I would like to learn Vietnamese. I would like to learn Korean again. That'd be a good one, yeah. All right, so he moved to the USA with his father when he was fairly young, and they first stayed at the Marine Corps base in Southern California, Camp Pendleton. When he was 14 years old, a group from Port Arthur, Texas, sponsored him and his father to become residents of the U.S. Okay. And after they became legal residents, they moved up to Woodburn, Oregon. Oh, okay. Fairly close to us, right? It's like pretty much in our backyard. Pretty much. So I got the feeling that the reason that they uh, had made it to the USA was that they were asylum seekers from Vietnam. I would assume so, yeah. That's what I was thinking. But I, I, out of the probably... 20 articles that I read, nothing said. specifically said oh. they were asylum seekers. Huh. So that's just my assumption on it. So I read a few strange reports, uh, and I couldn't really verify, but I'm going to mention it, uh, mention them because I read the same thing from, I, I read the same thing from a few sources. First is that while he was in high school, he got into a fight with his father. His father's name was Van. And which resulted in Van beating him with a wooden board, just okay. beating the shit out of him. Hey, sometimes you got to beat a kid one day, a high school with a wooden board. I can board. see that happening. So yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to give him the wooden board treatment. Sometimes. Um, after that, he had moved back to California to live with his aunt and his uncle. This is going to play in. Just trust me. No, I'm listening. Uh, and the second is that he had a slight nervous breakdown when he was in high school and tried to kill himself uh, by overdosing on aspirin, which is freaking dumb as hell. Yeah, it's just going to fuck up your liver. Yeah, that's all it does. It's, you're not going to OD. Nobody's, nobody's ever said, and Bill died because he OD'd on aspirin. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's ever fucking said that. Well, you can go into kid, uh, organ failure, but... but you know. Trying to commit suicide with yeah. that? Give me a goddamn break. 
So after high school, though, he joined the Marines and he served his time in Japan. Um, and after he was discharged, and it was honorably, by the way, which is kind of uh, rare. That, it's rare with what we we see some that do, like yeah. you know, Kraft did, and so did Kearney, mm-hmm. um, and so did Keys, and and Keys. But mm-hmm. most of the times, uh, and then they had an uh, dishonorable discharge because they were raping monkeys. It's always <laughs> just something bizarre, you know. Wow. Like they they were in line and masturbated on their <laughs> on their drill instructor. It's something That's strange. Gross, dude. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it's not Friday. <laughs> it's always Friday in my head. So, anywho, he's honorably discharged. He moves back to Oregon and he changed his name from Chow Kwang Ho to Sebastian Shaw. Okay. See, I know what you were all thinking. How the hell did. You no, know, I was wondering where the adoption came in, but. There was no adoption. You said adopted. No. Didn't you say adopted at the beginning? No. I thought you did. My bad. Drugs, folks. Don't do drugs. I thought this I heard my, you say adopted. This is my side note here. See, I know what you were all thinking. How the hell did he get a name like Sebastian when he's Vietnamese? That's how. That's how that happened. That's how that shit happened. It's not like they were sitting there going, oh, I go a name of Sebastian. It, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> you my, might name a child. My brother, one of my brother's stepmoms, when she became naturalized, she took on the name Sandy instead of her Korean name because they lived on Sandy Boulevard. <laughs> I was hoping that would end with her if she changed her last name to Vagina. <laughs> Yuck, no. Because I think that would be an awesome name, no, Sandy Vagina. That is great. And if they're living on Sandy Boulevard, there's a lot of hookers. I know. That would fit. <laughs> What's your name, honey? Sandy Vagina. See, it says so on my ID. You're disgusting, Scott. <laughs> I'm how, just saying. That's just how like sometimes a, they pick their names. And to me, that sounds like a rough time if it's Sandy Vagina. It does sound rough, doesn't it? Fucker. So he moved back to Oregon, and he got a job as a security dispatcher for Paragon Cable. And side note, Paragon is no longer in business here in Oregon. Is it owned by Comcast? Uh, th- that's what I think I put in here. Uh, and that, but yeah, I didn't actually put that in here. Okay, so no, I think I was trying to think. I think Comcast bought them out. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But there may have been a company before Comcast bought them out. Oh, okay. I think like uh, who's the? It was what was it? Westlink or? Something like that. That was the phone company here for the longest time. Maybe it's been so long now since we've had shit like that that I don't remember. But you know, Paragon, uh, not Paragon, (laughs) uh, Comcast. They're the cable company. Yeah, they bought out everybody. Yeah, they around here. Yeah, pretty much. They. That's the only people you can go to in the Pacific. Well, at least in the major cities. Yeah. Because like in Bend, they have Bend Cable and stuff like that. And on the coast, they've got uh, a different one. I can't remember who the fuck. Yeah. Anywho, that job would not last forever, though. There were two sexual harassment complaints lodged against him by a fellow co-worker. They decided to kick him to the curb. They said, get the fuck out of here, because we warned you once, twice, and there's no three-time about it. Hit the bricks, motherfucker. You'd think that he'd learn uh, his lesson after she said no to his advances, or even after the first complaint was filed. But nope, this asshole kept going. Of course. So let's talk martyrs. The first one is actually the one that kind of disgusted me. I will tell you that. His name is Jay Rickenbill. Rick, Rickbill. R-I-C-K-B-E-I-L. And on January 1st of 1991, 40-year-old Jay Andrew Rickbill, he was a quadriplegic suffering, suffering from cerebral palsy. Oh, no. 
He was found murdered in his Portland home by his roommate and the apartment manager. Uh, he had bled to death as a result of an injury to his neck, likely inflicted with a knife. And according to his neighbors, Jay was a new age believer who he, he'd invite strangers into his apartment all the time to talk about and often try to like, kind of convert them over to his religion. Okay. Kind of like Christians, but new age. Yeah. He was a very trusting guy. Uh, and he'd often he'd often give business cards uh, with his name and his address, and occasionally even money, of which often resulted in people kind of uh, you know his stuff getting stolen and people taking advantage yeah. of him, and and things like that. Um, at the time, Shaw had been fired from his job at Paragon Cable, and fo- uh, you know, like I said, following complaints of sexual harassment, and they, those were actually launched by uh, a colleague of his by the name of Shirley Phillips. Okay. Uh, and in order to vent out his anger, he picked Jay Rickbill at random, slashing his throat while he while the man lay in his bed. Wow. That's what I think is the most fucked up. I mean, here's, a, here's this guy. It sounds like he was very giving. Yeah. You know, people are taking advantage of him. And then this prick comes along and cuts his fucking throat. While, for no reason. For no reason. And just just because hey I got because I got fired from my job because I'm a douche canoe, and uh, you like that one too douche canoe yeah I I love giving you new ones because I'm a douche canoe and I'm having a bad fucking day of you know I got fired from something that I caused exactly it was my own fault right exactly so the next one would be Donna Ferguson and Todd Ruddinger. On July 20th of 92, a couple, a couple was found murdered in their trailer home by their father in Portland. And I don't think that Dan knew them because I know that he runs in the trailer kind of thing. They all know each other. All the Carry on. <laughs> Todd A. Ruddinger, 29, and his uh, living girlfriend, Donna Ferguson, she was 18, were both stabbed in, the n- in their necks and bled to death. With Donna having been bound and raped beforehand. Oh my God. So there's one that he is suspected of. God, that's a long motherfucker. And this is kind of a short episode, by the way. They always are with you. Well, well, this one here, because he's he's not so prolific. He wasn't. I I mean, when I was looking at his name, I could find very little on him. But I didn't do a deep dive because you said you take it. (laughs) Shut up. Try women more often. Go go for the deep dive. I hate you. <laughs> Jenny Lynn is the one that they suspect him of killing. On May 27th of 94, after returning home from work, John Lynn found the partially naked body of his 14-year-old daughter, Jenny, oh. in the bedroom of the family's home. Uh, it says it's in Castro Valley. I don't know what the fuck that is. California. Oh, that's because that's, that's California. That's why. Uh... This is the one that relates to um, him going back and forth to California. Yeah. So she'd been stabbed multiple times, but peculiarly? I don't know what the fuck that means. Anyway, what what was written here? Uh, But there was no, it was very peculiar that there was no signs of struggle. Oh, wow. Essentially, yeah. Uh, And... And there was no sexual assault or, or any items missing from the house. And that really puzzled the cops. That puzzled me, too. Yeah, they're like, somebody just came in and stabbed this 14-year-old. I think I know why. Tell me why. She's probably a Girl Scout. And let me tell you why. 
because during Girl Scout cookie season. Dude, they, I love them. Me too, but they're like little heroin dealers. They are. You see I them. Got, I got your candy. I got your cookies, You start man. walking up and, and they're like, you want some cookies? No, I'm good. Hey, hey, come here. What little girl who seems really sweet? They whip out a switchblade. Bitch, I know you want they some They don't whip out mints. a switchblade. They whip out that order book. And they say, got your Thin Mints. Got your Thin Mints. I, you look like a Thin Mint kind of guy to me. Samoas. And, and then, they, yeah, exactly. They got trench coats. You go, come on, Big Daddy. Big Daddy, step over here. You're like, little girl, this is inappropriate. I'm going to go to prison for like, you need being some in this. tag logs, don't you? Be, like, I'm going to go to prison for being in this dark corner with you. Don't worry about it, Big Daddy. Don't worry about it. So I got I, I got your deal right here. Look at this. And they open up their trench coat and hang it from it. I got your Thin Mints. I got your Samoas. I got everything that you need right here, Big Daddy. You know, you, know, you know that you need this. And you're like, no. And then you run off. And then, then that pisses them off. It does. Because then you're looking at the exit door as you pay for your groceries. Mm-hmm. And you're sneaking out. You're like, cool. This little fucking girl and her whole clan, they're accosting two other people. I'm going to make it to my truck. <laughs> nope. And then you hear, hey, stop. And then they trip you. And they know those like Girl Scout knots and shit like that. So then they hog tie you and they go, motherfucker, thought you can get away from us. You're buying four boxes this time, Scott. How'd you know my name? We heard about you from last year. You wiped out three Girl Scouts cookie supplies. We know you're a fat bastard. You'll take them, <laughs> won't you? And you're like, no, I'm on a diet and I'm diabetic. I'm like, fuck your diabetes. We don't care. <laughs> Take your cookies. And you end up buying them. I go into the store. I spend like $200 on groceries. I come away with $500 worth of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, my doctor's looking at my goddamn uh, meter readings for my blood tester kit because it yeah, I'll get transferred. Girl Scout cookie season, too. Yeah. And then you look at it and go, hey, Scott, you did really good. You kept your blood sugar right around 120 to 140. I'm proud of you. Hey, what happened here? In January. In January, <laughs> I'm looking at 350, 400, 275. You're not even close to your target. What happened? Thankfully, my doctor's cool because I just look at her and go, Girl Scout cookies. Oh, the bitches got you, huh? Yeah, they did. No, I, I understand. You know, you got to take some insulin now for a little while. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. Until next year. But at least they didn't kill you, right? No, but they did hogtie me. <laughs> yeah, this time. This time. And if, if they were grown-up women, that would be different because I pay extra for that. But no. Try to ask the Girl Scouts for that. That's a minimum of 90 Scott. days in jail. Or their moms. Or their moms. Scott Alexander. What? Stop. Some women have hot moms. Stop. Just saying. They do. Super hot moms. They do. So, anyways, Jenny Lynn, she had no known enemies. Uh, she's a straight A student, very well, gifted. What 14 year old does have known enemies. Oh my God. Hang out near any place that has children. I hate teenagers <laughs> and kids in general. Anyway, she was oh, a very gifted violinist uh, who was about to graduate the following month from high school. Oh, wow. Or from somewhere. Junior high, probably. Junior high, probably, yeah. That's what I'm assuming that they meant when I was doing this. Yeah, anyway. because she was 14, unless she was a prodigy. She could have been. Could have been. Very much so, yeah. So according to her friends, when they last spoke to her on the phone about 5.15-ish, Jenny said that she was fine and uh, that she's currently at home, you know, just chilling. And chilling. Thor- yeah. Chilling, homie. You know what I mean? Yo. 
Authority believes, uh, authorities believe that Jenny's killer was a man, and she had been easily overpowered. Okay. And but there were no signs of a struggle. Well, there wouldn't be if she's easily overpowered. No. And Asians are pretty fucking small. They're not big people. Have you seen his picture? His is different. He's like a mutant. He's a he's a ginormous dude. He is a mutant ninja serial killer. That's what the hell he is. Yeah. It's not very often you find an Asian one either. Yeah, no kidding, man. I guess he should. Never mind. I won't make a hung low joke. Thank you. Anywho, they're, they're pretty sure that his, uh, the killer was a man. And over, uh, easily overpowered. And that they didn't know each other. Okay. They announced that they were looking for a young man on a motorcycle who was seen handing out leaflets around her area. And they wanted to question him uh, as a potential witness. Okay. Well, John Lynn later recalled uh, that two weeks before his daughter's death, he had been stopped at a parking lot by a, a, a kind of a devilish man. A dishe- I'm sorry, a disheveled man. I was going to say. He's a devilish I know, it's like, how does he determine them? No, because he was like, you need to make five bucks. He's like, oh, I, I need to make a five dollar. What? He's not like your nephew's little rice burner, your, your brother's he little rice not. burners. Stop that. They fix electronics. Stop it. I don't think that, that, that Sebastian Shaw had the talents of your nephews. I'm just saying. Scott? Or your one nephew and the one that's to be born. Talented Scott. kids, man. Anyway, um... A showman who claimed to have got his daughter, but knowing that Jenny was on her viol- in her violin lessons, he brushed a man off and he just left. Although this bizarre individual was not considered a suspect, a sketch of him was released to the press in an attempt to identify uh, and then interrogate him. You know, say, hey, what's up, chicken butt? In the meantime, the Lynn family created Friends of Jenny Lynn, a volunteer organization aimed at spreading awareness about their daughter's case and move and a uh, uh, move back by the executive director of the Adam Walsh Center and the father of Polly Kloss. Okay. I, I don't know who Polly Kloss is, but okay. That name sounds familiar. It does. I thought I was going to say sure, but okay. Um, and Polly Shore is not a girl. She's not? <laughs> Shut up. I was assaulted by Polly. <laughs> I was hit by Polly Shore. Leave me alone. I know it's um, me. I had my butt rubbed <laughs> and I was sexually assaulted a few months ago. I don't want to hear your bullshit. Hey, Polly Shore hit me though. I would too. <laughs> so in October, a neighbor came forward to the police claiming that they had seen a stocky man with a dark jacket. Uh, and a cap that was outside of the Lynn residence near the time of the murder. Uh, claiming, that, uh, claiming that they had been afraid to come forward uh, out of fear that the killer might return and exact revenge on the informants. Dun, 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 dun. After Shaw was arrested, he confessed to killing 10 more people. Wow. Um, but... I'm unable to prove if the confession was the truth. Substantiated, yeah. yeah. Or a lie. We don't, we don't know. Wow. And we're going to get into why here in a minute. Okay. Um, because we're, gonna, we're actually going to plug a YouTuber that I spoke to. Right. And uh, anyway, we'll get to him. We'll, we're going to get to him in a minute. So, trial arrest, trial, arrest, and imprisonment. Wouldn't he be arrested before his trial? 
not in Russia. In Russia, you get punished first. <laughs> I didn't know we were in Russia, but okay. <laughs> we are now. Take your bread and go. My bad. On August 31st of 94, Sebastian Shaw was arrested for burglary after he was found asleep in a stolen 1978 Pontiac Bonneville in San Ramon, California. Because if you're going to sleep in a car, it might as well be a giant fucking boat like a 78 say, a Bonneville. Car. Well, that's, that's, a, that's not a car. That's like a condo. Yeah. I mean, you could put a refrigerator in there, washer and dryer, 50 dogs. It's <laughs> a lot of fucking room. So among the items confiscated were uh, so-called murder kits, what they were calling it. And right. it consisted of a ski mask, surgical gloves, duct tape, knife, binoculars, and plastic handcuffs. I would say that's a murder kit. I would say so, too. There's no so-called about that, fuckers. Yeah. So as there was no evidence linking him to any murders at the time, he was let go. Okay. They said, get out of here, you car-sleeping scamp. And he said... Okay, I have gone now. <laughs> Stop it. He had a search for fried rice. <laughs> you gave me bad luck. You're scary, big Sasquatch. <laughs> You're good at seed scary. Stop it. They don't have Sasquatch where I'm from. Scary. Scary, scary. Are you done? Depends. Are you done scaring me? <laughs> I look for fried rice. You scare me. I'm... <laughs> I Jesus. Hate you. On February 20th of 1998, he was arrested again <coughs> and charged with uh, the, uh, the, the Ruttinger and Fer- Ferguson murders and the 1985, 1995 rape of 18-year-old Amanda Karpova in Portland. <coughs> His DNA was a match to the crime scene after the police obtained uh, a discarded cigarette that he had thrown out at the supermarket. Apparently, they're watching us smokers closely. Chickawawaw. Oh, yeah. Except for us that are strippers, but they don't care about me because I'm a hooker and a stripper. They're like, we don't care about that stripping son of a bitch with his nipple tassels and his G-string and his hooker boots. Saying he's paying his way through college. <laughs> In back alleys. With no lube. <laughs> uh, we should video this because I just love your facial expressions. They're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back on back on task. He pled he pled guilty to the double murder and sexual assault of of Karpova. But in a rare decision, the judge acquitted Shaw of the Rickenbill murder before the trial uh for the trial. Oh, on behest of the uh of the prosecutors. So the prosecutor said, "Hey, let's acquit this bitch." And he's like, "Ah, okay, fuck it." Because he just murdered somebody and this is once again, I'm going to give my example. Think about it. Rick and Bill was a paraplegic with cerebral palsy. Yeah. He's a not important person. But just carry on. Yeah. See, that's what I was talking about. The, uh, all I already don't like Portland police, but carry all on. All this fucking week, I've been saying the same fucking thing. Yeah. Sebastian was sentenced to two terms of life imprisonment instead. While in jail, he told fellow, uh, a fellow inmate that he had killed a total of 13 people, information which was relayed to the investigators. So wow. kudos to yeah, the inmate whoever. that said, all right, this cunt here, this douche canoe needs to go down. No more douche canoeing it up. 
When two detectives came to interview him, Shaw said that his confession was truthful and that he would name the victims if he was transferred to a federal prison where he could smoke. Oh, for crying out As smoking was prohibited in Oregon prisons. As of... Oh, hang on. July of 94, I believe that went in effect, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he couldn't smoke in there, and I can kind of relate, man. I'd want a little smoky smoke, too. Yeah. Plus, you can get a lot done for two packs of cigarettes and a blowjob. So I'm I've heard. I tell you that some of us had our ways. Oh, I bet you do for two packs of cigarettes and a blowjob. Two years <laughs> later, he was convicted. You don't know what I'll do for a blowjob, bitch. <laughs> Please. You don't even need a Klondike bar. <laughs> Two years later, he was convicted of Rick and Bill's murder and received another life term uh, of imprisonment. Okay, so they didn't acquit him. They just dropped the charges. That's what it's sounding like to me. At okay, because if they would have acquitted him, they wouldn't have been able to bring it back up. Yeah, I'm supposing, yeah. Okay, okay. that makes more sense. Okay, I mean, go it ahead. Does. You can it's, continue now. The same year, he was officially announced as the prime suspect in the murder of Jenny Lynn. But he wasn't charged. As there was no physical evidence linking him to the murder, just the thought of like, the hey, suspicion. Yeah, yeah, he's been, he's around the area. This is our guy. It's the same MO, except that, you know, he didn't like rape her, yeah. which is good. I mean, it's bad enough you're killing a teenage yeah. girl. At least you're not raping her. So you're yeah. still a fucking. Makes you wonder what the motivation was, though. He's a fucking dickhead. That's why he's a douche canoe. Prosecutors attempted to put him on trial the following year, but the charges were dropped. Lynn's murder officially remains unsolved wow so here we go as you had already said his death Shaw died in prison on October 4th of 2021 having served 21 years of his sentence and he was 43 years old wow so here's my honorable mention um there is a uh YouTube channel and I want to make sure that I got the name right and my phone locked and I'm trying to pull it up Please, Jeopardy, bear with me. I think it's called. I can go to my messages because I've been talking to the Time's up. Hold on, bitch. You don't get extra time on Jeopardy. I do. Why do you think you're special? Because I'm pretty. And I Who bribed the, the judge. Who said you're pretty? Who lied? Nobody has to lie. I am fabulous. You know what? Whatever. I believe this show's called uh, Letters from the Penitentiary. Okay. Um, and if it isn't, then I'll correct it on another show. And the guy who, uh, who, who does it, he writes serial killers. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he gets letters back and he reads them on his show. Okay. Uh, he goes by the name of Big White. Don't give me that look, motherfucker. He's out of New Jersey. I had a great conversation with him, and I'm actually looking forward to networking with him, our show, and, and his, and cross-promoting it. Right. Um, but he had written to Shaw, and Shaw actually wrote him back. Hmm. And I think that you're going to like Big White because he has very specific facial expressions, too. Because Shaw makes a lot of vernacular type of uh, mistakes, and a lot of just grammatical errors. Which you know drives me crazy. Oh, it's great. Oh my d- God, it drives me nuts. Seeing Big White trying to almost decipher 
what Which Shaw you've is seen saying. Us do with one particular person. Yes. Yes. Did you finish that, by the way? I, I'm still working on it. It's been a while. I've I am. Because um, I don't want him bitching either. No, no, no. No. Um, no, but, and I think that's why I'm having such a hard time doing it, is because I have to. Ugh, it's driving me crazy. Right. So, but anywho, it's, uh, he's, a, he's a really great guy. He's a father of four daughters. And uh, him and I were laughing our asses off because I said, man, if I had more than just a couple of kids, I'd, especially with me, I'd put them all in a room with sharp objects and say, hey, not all of you are going to make it. Whoever does, welcome to the uh, family. You're my favorite. <laughs> You're my favorite. And he said, that's right. I love you the most. There can only be one Highlander. He goes, that's funny because I'm Scottish. <laughs> oh, that 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 works perfect for you, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's a he's, he's a pretty kick ass guy. If you have a chance, folks, check him out. Uh, letters from the penitentiary. Yeah, and uh, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, good letters. Sounds interesting. It is. All right. So first off, what do you think, nature or nurture on this on this douche canoe? I am going to say, and I'm going on a limb here because you didn't give me very much information on his child. Not a lot of information. He came. I'm going. He out came from on a Vietnam. Limb. Not a lot of information. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to give you. I'm going on a limb here, and I'm going to say both. I agree. I think it was in his nature. Plus, coming out of Vietnam during wartime, right? And I mean, obviously, his dad had some control and abuse issues. Correct. You know. You know, yeah. some unresolved issues and shit. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. So, had he not been caught, of course, do you think he would have kept killing to kind of sate his appetites? I believe, because it sounds to me like he killed when he got angry with ah, somebody. I'm glad that you picked up on that, because I was hoping that you actually wouldn't, because I was going to say that was what no, I thought. No, it yeah. seemed like that was his response to, if he was angry at somebody or upset by something, he would go out and kill. And it also seemed to mean like he wouldn't take responsibility for his yeah, own actions. exactly. Yeah, he he gets, wasn't to blame, so he had to find somebody yeah. to blame. He gets fired from the cable company, and it's not, it's not his fault, even though there's two sexual harassment yeah, it them. has to be this guy for no random reason. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the cable company's fault. So now I'm gonna, you know, yeah. pick off this easy target. Yeah, that's why I think there's a lot of nature involved. Because, no, I, I you know agree. blaming others for your bad behavior is a very nature thing. Oh, totally. Yeah, very much so. Um, I had more questions, but then the screen went dark because I switched over to uh, yeah, the actual doll. Yeah, I noticed doll. that you are not as bright so as you used to be. Now my eyes all have to adjust. I feel like I'm high as shit. Yeah. But no, it's, yeah, because I think as long as somebody kept making him mad, he'd have killed again. So what kind of shocked me, though, was that there was no drug or alcohol usage that they had mentioned. No. I mean, he true. smokes cigarettes. I can, tell yeah. you, I can tell you he drinks beer. Yeah, but that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, just normal stuff. And I only know that because the letter that he had sent to Big White uh, and, and his show was uh, that was the one thing that he wished that he could, you know, have one day where he just have a beer. Oh, okay. Uh, it, was, it was something yeah, like that. because Pruno ain't nothing like it. The That's hell is, disgusting. What the hell is Pruno? It's jailhouse well, oh, wine, toilet wine. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have asked. Ah. <laughs> they call it toilet wine, but it's not toilet wine. It's toilet wine. That's it, nasty. It's just nasty shit. That's disgusting. It's gross. 
has high alcohol content, but it's nasty. I bet you fucking winos in prison. <laughs> it's so gross. I've only had a little bit of it. I will never drink it again. I wouldn't, no matter what. It's uh, it. I I don't drink crappy wine. Period. Much less yeah, toilet no. wine. That's disgusting. No, it was gross. I just did it for the experience. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. People have sex with a tranny. For the experience. I drink toilet wine for the experience. People go skydiving <laughs> for the experience. You know what I've never fucking heard until this came out of your face hole? I drank toilet wine for the experience. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Just so I can say I've had Pruno. You know what? You and my son are going to church next Sunday. You both fucking need Jesus. Why does your son need Jesus? What did the intern do? Let me tell you about this morning. I want to pull up a text message, as a matter of fact. I have a hard time believing the intern did anything that warrants you saying he needs Jesus. Oh, he does. But me drinking toilet wine doesn't warrant I need Jesus. Do, 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 do. First thing this morning, when he gets off work, are you coming? Me, being his dad, I already did that. And your mom. And I get this face, it's just a, that blank stare. <laughs> okay, I already did that. Uh, and I said, I'm in your friend Charles. Is that better? <laughs> Once again, blank face. This tells me you need Jesus. <laughs> I said, okay. I already did that, uh, meaning I already came, uh, in a jack-o'-lantern. And he, he, he writes, that's why it's called a jack-o'-lantern, because you jack off in a lantern. So I sent him a little emoji with a dancing jack-o'-lantern. He said, are you, uh, you going to pick me up or not? So for fuck's sakes, I'm almost there. Don't get your little girl panties. And I meant in a, uh, don't wet your little girl panties. He goes, gasp, how'd you know that I stole Dawn's underwear? So I put, I'm oh dropping you God, off. Oh my God, I'm so sick for her right now. This is the best part. I go, I'm dropping you off at church. His response, checkmate, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know whether to be sorry for her, proud of you, and haha for you. I'm, I'm, but you know what, right now, I mean, I'm... I, I'm just torn. I don't know where to start. Here's the thing. I'm so like, happy right now. Like, half of me is so proud of my son because that yeah. is wicked fucking cool. And then half of me wants to drop him off at a church and say, keep this little asshole until he finds <laughs> Jesus or Buddha Dude, or Jehovah, so whoever. No, I, would, I thought you were going to end with that dumbass, lame, wannabe dad joke. But no, you ended on something. I'm proud of him right now. Little asshole got me. It's fucking not fair. You see, you see how my year is ending, though? I get molested by an old lady because I'm dressed all sexy in a t-shirt and, and, uh, and basketball shorts. And then I get checkmated by this asshole. Good job. I'm proud of you. Good Don't job. tell him that. You no, know what? You know what? Fuck you. And fuck you, too, by the way, Jake. I'm just, I feel sorry Dickhead. for the bystander in the room. This is true. She had to be drug into this whole disgusting mess, but I'm proud of him. Nobody. Nobody fucking gets me like that. Like, I got a comeback for everything. As you can tell, that's where the conversation ended. Why? 
I got nothing else to say about that shit. Yeah, you have. You where, can't say. Where anything. do I go from there? Yeah. I don't. You don't. Little oh asshole. my goodness! Oh my goodness! Fuck. You and I need to team up. I could get him on my side. I will shoot both of you motherfuckers and bury your bodies. I do enough research on serial killers. I never find you assholes. Saying. I'm just saying. I'm finding somebody who helped me. But yeah, make sure that you check out uh, his. His show, Boys and Girls. I'm yeah. still trying to make sure I got the fucking name right. Cause yeah. I'm I, gonna... should, I mean, I don't do a whole lot of watching on YouTube because, you know. Keep talking for you a minute. Know. Entertain everybody. Oh, I, I have no words. No. Like I said, I don't do a whole lot on YouTube. I mean, I should. But I just get so irritated because you and I get irritated with YouTube a lot because, you know, they quote Wikipedia and... That's you know, true. Have and I, no emotion. I will admit that most of today's episode, when it came to this dude, came from Wikipedia, but it was confirmed at other right. outlets because I kind of had to rush through it. I've had a bunch of yeah bullshit that I've had to do. Oh, here we go. Okay. Did you find him? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's called Stories from the Penitentiary. Oh, okay. I feel like a dick. I thought it was letters. Oh, well. Letters, stories. But yeah, check out Stories from the Penitentiary because it is a... I only saw the one about Sebastian White or Sebastian Shaw. Jesus Christ, has that big one. white on Sebastian Shaw? There you go. There you go. Woo! Brain's still out. blown that this asshole fucking got me this morning. That is hilarious. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to checking out the rest of his videos. I just I stumbled on him, just totally stumbled on him by accident. Wow! And. Uh, it, it was definitely, definitely good. And him and I had a nice long conversation, a uh, little phone meeting thing going on. And I'm looking forward to yeah. having him on the show uh, once I can figure out how to. Yeah, I thought you were going to do that for today. but I was, but then I started thinking about the uh, the sound. Because if you're on your end and I'm on my end, mm-hmm. we number one, I would need a uh, a camera for my end. Oh, yeah. But the sound would cross. Right. And I want to keep the sound as clean as I, as I can true. for our listeners. That's true. All right. Do you have any questions for me? I've got none. You're not wearing Dawn's panties or anything? No, I have my own. I'm going to take her out and buy her new ones, though, let me tell you. <laughs> Just to be safe. I hate all of you for laughing, even you. Just saying. Checkmate. You can fuck right off. All right, boys and girls, this has been Brutal Nature. Remember to check out the website at www.brutal. Let's try that shit again. See? See what happens? See what happens with you assholes? Make sure to check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Send us an email at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com. Hey, when you're checking out the website, please, for love of fucking God, click on that Amazon link. Do your shopping through our link. That way there, it helps out the show. doesn't cost you a penny extra, and it's the nice thing to do. And if you don't, then obviously you're a serial killer. Obviously. And we're not even going to feature you on the show. Nope. You can't get a douche canoe award or a sugar tits award or nope. nothing. Nothing. Not even a broke You sound like batch. a spoiled, rotten little child. Stop not it. even a broke back <laughs> bitch award. <laughs> Right. So, check out our blogs. We're featured on Medium, Crime Beat that's on Medium, Vocal Media and Hub Pages, uh, and, and several other ones. There's a there's a long list that because we keep we get picked up for yeah. a lot of uh, 
publications that uh, for further distribution and things like that. You get to get all the information without putting up with my bullshit um, and having to hear my my horror war stories about being molested by a bajillion-year-old woman or my son one-upping me, little dickhead, and these assholes laughing. This show's you sound com- like you're sounding feeling sorry for yourself. I right am now. feeling sorry for myself, you asshole. No, pity party's over. No, it is not. Seating pity party of one. I have to. <laughs> I have to one up Jake. That is my job. It's now my life goal, and I will do it. Okay. And he sent me a message, and whatever you said, fuck off. This show is copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.